You're listening to the KB Podcast Network. So, man, I wanted to have you on to discuss 2020 a little bit. I want to do mm-hmm. this. I want to do this series with some guests where we talk about what they've learned in 2020. I feel like so many things took place in 2020, not just pandemic, but like the racial issue, the the church issue, the just I feel like everything there were so many issues and uh, I wanted to get your heart a little bit as to what some lessons that you've learned okay mm-hmm. so we're gonna talk I, I want to talk about the church as a whole but I also want to talk mm-hmm. about you as an individual like as a as a husband as a father as a man what are some what are some things that you've taken away from 2020 and I want to let you first of all let's just talk about you as a man in 2020, what was like your takeaway from this year? Um, as, as Scott Tilly, the man, what's some lessons that you've learned, man? The man, I like the sound of man. (laughs) Oh, bro. So many, um, so, so many, and I'm still learning. I've it's, it's less of a threshold from 20 to 21 and more of a recant, but also, uh, propelling forward, you know, I, I've always been about that word, just propelling forward from where you're at to where you want to be. And I think for 2020, man, it, it was uh, slow and steady for me. It wasn't like some big, you know, shabam, even though this pandemic or whatever hit. It wasn't like it wasn't freak out mode and we have to do this and we have to do that. It was kind of like a, a reset of mind, like, OK, what does the Lord want in this season? Because yeah. obviously it's a different season. It's completely different physically, completely different spiritually, and even emotionally for, for many. And so I really wanted to be step for step with him on what he was doing. And I think for the most part, I probably was, but there's definitely some areas where he has shown me um, and some of those other things that you had just briefly mentioned that I just, I missed some steps, bro. Yeah. I really missed some steps and, and the Lord was showing me as a man to be a better man. I, I really had to go back and re-engage some things that I maybe tried to run, run ahead of, if that yeah. makes sense. Well, let's, let's, so. let's, let's healthily, <clears throat> let's healthily look back and where, and this is all about you. Unfortunately, the, the folks don't need to hear about me and my mistakes. I've talked about them enough. <laughs> what, let's healthily look back. What, what, what were some things that you were not ready for? As a man, what 2020 brought, all the circumstances and the situations. Like I believe that as kingdom dudes, we're called to, to react in a mm-hmm. kingdom way. And we miss it, right? There's times that we miss mm-hmm. like reacting to the circumstances properly. What's something that you personally, I don't mean the, the church as a whole, but you, you Scott Tilly, what's something that you were not ready for that 
uh, you maybe had to adjust differently? Okay, that's a great question. And I, I, can I say, first of all, what I think I was ready for? Yeah. And then, yeah. cause it kind of, it yeah. kind of alludes to what I wasn't really. Yeah. <clears throat> you know that I am a guy who is in love with people. Yeah. I just, I love, I love to love on people. It's just what I've been gifted to do. And I think I was ready to do that for the church, but, but D where I wasn't ready to do that was for my wife and my kids. Wow. And, and it was like, uh, man, I'm kind of getting, uh, misty. eyed thinking yeah, about man. it, but, uh, it was, it was like uh, a moment where the Lord was like, you're doing very well in this area, but you're kind of neglecting your, your first ministry over here. Yeah. And I, I, that was brought to my attention probably a thousand different times by the people that are, you know, was in close contact with you being one and, and Jay and some others, but it was like, well, I'm doing the Lord's will. So everything's okay. You know, but, sure. but in the meantime, I, I wasn't ready for the reaction that my wife and my kids were going to have in uh, this, this uproar, this, this world. It's not just a nation uproar mm. when this COVID-19 thing, and it, it's a whole entire world. And what I wasn't ready for is her emotional reaction to what, to the response of what was happening around her. And so it really, I had to die, you know, di- dive into internally what was happening in my heart so that I could, um, so I could talk to her about that in a way that was going to get us not through the season. Cause it's like, man, I, I just, I'm not sure I like that lingo of let's just get through this. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's grow through this. Let's, however we need to do that, let's grow through this. And so from, you know, I have kids that, that go to public school or a kid that goes to a public school and everything looks different, man. I wasn't ready for that. Yeah. I, I was, I remember driving down the road at my job thinking, uh, well, if something breaks out and they try to, you know, hold the kids for, you know, you, you hear all these things like, like cons- it or not, conspiracy yeah. or not, yeah. man, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it, it makes you think like if they try to break out with the, Hey, let's give these kids vaccinations before we send them home today. What's the plan of action that I have to take to get my son out of that situation and into my immediate care Yeah, and things like that, bro, that I just did not, I wasn't ready for. Yeah. And on some level, I don't know if anybody was, but I don't want to be in that situation again where it creates a, a worry, mm. you know, or That's a good. fear that I really, it really doesn't need to be there. Yeah. And so I know it's yeah. kind of a roundabout way. No, it's but- good, man. I think there's so many like, and I'm, I'm obviously going to speak from a man's point of view because <laughs> I'm a man. So um, there is like when circumstances change, when things shift, I think every season brings like a growing, like there's a, a certain part of you, of me that's going to grow in certain situations. And so like when it's time to protect the protector in us comes out, right? When it's time to comfort, the comforter comes out. And sometimes we miss that or we're, we're, we're still in protector mode when we should be in comforter mode, you know? And so these, these, you know, this pandemic comes. And like you said, all of a sudden kids aren't in school. Well, that circumstance has, has affected your family, right? Like it's affected. Mm -hmm. Obviously we know how that affects the wife at home if the kids are at home. And so if, if we're still running the same way, (laughs) we're going to miss something. So I love, I love that you said that because I think that's, I think that's important. So what are some ways for you that you had to, to shift? Like what, what are some, some tangible ways that you actually had to shift um, maybe your, your previous mindset or how you were doing even ministry uh, uh-huh. to, to take up for that. 
Uh huh. Well, I want to say, first of all, through 2020, that I kept pace with what I thought was what, with what I thought was, I was supposed to be doing. Yeah, that's good. And so actually now for me, it's right now. Mm. And I can look back at 2020 and see the areas where I needed to shift my, my focus. And, um, for instance, dude, I, I've been learning how to say no and not feeling guilty for it. Just even with ministry stuff, like just, I'm not going to do that. You know, Uh, my, my wife needs to be here or I really need to be available here for my daughter. You know, my daughter's going through some stuff right now, you know, at, at this moment. Um, that I just really feel like I need to be a, a parent before I'm a pastor, That's good. you know? Yeah. And so some of those things for me, just tangible things is just like, I don't have to be at every single thing that's going on yeah. and, and the Lord's okay with that. And I need to be okay with that. You know, my first ministry is here at home with them. And for, you know, you know, I'm a runner, man. Like you'll yeah. give me the work and I'll just do it. Yeah. And so, and sometimes not ask any questions, just do it. Yeah. And so I've, I've learned to start asking questions. Well, where's the spiritual benefit from this? Mm. And how does that look for my future with the Lord? Not just right now in this moment, but you being a prophetic voice, dude, it's like there's something that happens when the spiritual benefit that you're in right now is going to pertain to uh, this, this, this proceeding uh, provision rather that the Lord wants to have you in a two months or three months or two yeah. years. And yeah. so for me, really recollecting that and listening to his voice and just stopping, mm. you know, um, Jason, he gave me this app from Eldridge. It's like a, it's called pause and it's like a minute and you can build up to 10 and you just throughout the day, you just sit with the Lord and it's like bringing everything into focus around him. And so it, it really prepares you for the future. And for me, man, um, right now with the future unknown for all of us, yeah. I mean, it's like, it's so pivotal, yeah. you know? And so I know that kind of was a, a little, no, back that's good. And forth, but, uh, you know, we're um, faith, we're, just, we're faith people, you know, we are people like we're called to be people of faith. And I think that, um, just, this is me just speaking my, my heart, but I feel like the too often we as kingdom people get into this comfort place where faith is just kind of non-existent, you know, and we feel like we're in a good place, obviously, because nothing, nothing's happening, nothing, nothing negative's mm-hmm. going on. But the, if, if we really look at it, faith is non-existent in that place sometimes. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I've been hungry for a faith life for a long time. And I think 2020 for me revealed a lot of areas where Okay, now is time for faith. You know, now is the time for faith. Okay, this next day, now is the time for faith. You could lose your job. What now? Like you yes. your job could disappear because of this pandemic. Now what? Mm-hmm. And that's a faith yep. every single day it was something, right? Like as a, as a church minister, you were like <laughs> Right or wrong, they may shut my church down. <laughs> like they yeah. may, the, the yeah. government may try to do something to shut down what I'm doing. Now what? I feel like faith. Mm-hmm. How was for you? How was faith, um, maybe magnified in your life a little bit? What are some examples of some ways that you had to really step into faith this season? Doing, I think for me, doing uh, things that were completely out of my comfort zone with outside of ministry purpose. Yeah. Um, relational things. I, I, I can cloud a bunch of things with Christian ease with the talk yeah. of Christian ease and just 
oh yeah, man, everything's good. And, you know, we're, we're moving right along, brother, glory to God. And you, you can speak, you know, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's good. Yeah. But if it's, if it's real, it's good. If it's not real, if it's a facade, it's a, if, and I, and I did that so many times I can look back and say, man, I, I really, that person was really reaching out to me to, to grab my heart and to help me heal some things. That's and good. I totally covered it mm. with this Christianese talk. Wow. And so for me, faith is, it's the evidence, right? It's the substance, right? And for me, it's like somebody is trying to speak faith into me. And if I'm not vulnerable enough to let some walls down that I've built throughout, you know, some even ministry walls, Mm. let's just be real. If I'm not vulnerable enough to let that person just speak straight to my heart and take a shot, you know, to the gut and be real and me be real back with them. To me, that's how my faith was activated was, am I really believing what I read and what I say through how God wants to work through people? That's always been one of my messages. God yeah. always wants to work through people, right? Yep. Well, yeah. And, and we can cloud that with, he wants to work through me. Well, what if he wants that person that he sent to you to work through that person to get to you? That's good. And, and so for me, man, it's those, just really honing in on that. This dude carries faith. And you can see that yeah, yeah, yeah. when somebody approaches you because with, it's with substance, word or, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. But we, and, I mean, we, so, we do. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, I, we do. We, we do use faith in a mouth way, in a language way. Yes. And I, I found that yes. for myself, bro, too. I mean, if, you know, in that transition season for me out of like church ministry, I, I did find that like, man, we've got a language that we use. You know, we've mm-hmm. got like this mm-hmm. church language and this church way of saying things and doing things. And again, I'm only speaking for myself because it was a season that I was in. And mm-hmm. but you're right, bro. Like we can't say a bunch of stuff and call that faith. You know, yeah. some hurting yeah. person comes to me, bro, in the kingdom, there is no fear. Yeah, but I'm scared. I'm scared right now. I'm and that scared. Is not doing anything for me, but turn me away from the faith that you're professing. And usually <laughs> when I say there's yeah. no fear in the kingdom, I'm scared too, but that's what I have yeah. to do to cover it up. And so for me, yeah. yeah, to me, let's, let's not say it unless we're living in it. You know what I mean? Yeah, like the, the, even the word of God, like, do I want to stand firm on the word? Absolutely. And I want to be able to claim mm-hmm. and declare, but if I'm not really positioned to, bring my heart there too. And it's just words, man, is it, it's going to fall so flat. And I feel like a lot of that was revealed in 2022 of like kind of the real, the real faith people, you know, come on, man. I was hoping you would bring that up. Yeah. And, and cause I was thinking about it about five minutes back and here's the deal, bro. What is faith? Let's just look at Hebrews 11. I was, I was turning as you were talking, but it's the, it's the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen. Mm. Right. Yeah. And so faith is this, it's this description that it's an essence or a reality. Yeah. Okay. And so it treats things hoped for as reality. It's good. So it's not bad to hope and it's not bad to say, but I think faith looks different. I'm just going to say this. I think that there has been a shift in perspective of faith throughout generations, because if you read on in chapter 11, it talks about this hall of faith. Mm. These men that died for the cause of the gospel of Christ. And this is like the, faith the reality that, that, <laughs> that, what they're, that what they died for is real. That is the evidence of faith right there, that these men and women were like gave themselves up for the gospel of Christ to be sawed in two, heads taken off, stabbed with a sword, 
stoned to death, whatever. Like, and now it's like, well, brother, I'm just having faith that this is going to happen. Yeah. What's going to happen? Yeah. How about we have yeah. faith that we grow in faith Yep. and good. then see what happens. And so, man, I don't know. You got me kind of fired up with that one, but it, it, I think that there's been this, you said it, man, about 2020, a lot of stuff was revealed, bro. Mm-hmm. And a lot of stuff is going to continue to be revealed. That's one word that the Lord spoke into my heart about three months ago before, before this last, um, before the last election, the Lord spoke to me. He gave me a word. He said, exposure. Mm-hmm. And so I said, okay, what do you mean by that, Lord? And what he showed me was that we're going to see an exposure on a level of evil that has not been seen. Like the things that people just consider to be status quo and go with the flow because we're told to do it. Isn't always the right way, bro. Like there's a man, we're going to end this now, but like, I just, I just see, I just see the Lord revealing so much more and more and more to people that um, have just become comfortable in life when we're not called to be in a, you know, if, if, if we are always comfortable, what's the need of the Holy spirit? Yeah. He is called the comforter for a reason. Yeah. And that's because faith people are stepping out and doing acts, absolutely exponential things in his name. Yeah. And so they're going to need faith to do that. Yeah. That's and good. your, your move to Wichita was mm. nothing short of a faith move, yeah. man. Like you, yeah. I, I am so blessed to be able to witness that process. Mm. And I know that we weren't in a season that we were super talkative every day, yeah, but yeah. I was watching from afar, this thing that you and Jamie were stepping into and the girls. And I was like, man, he's doing it. Like yeah. he's, he really believes this thing. And that takes faith. To and do that's, that. yeah, that's the, I mean, for me personally, that was the, <clears throat> the transition from just this to, you know, yes. stepping into faith is, is faith is action. It is, it just is right. I mean, there's, and reminded me, we experienced, I, I want to get into this just a tiny bit, not a ton, but the whole sure, political sure. climate of what 2020 sure. revealed to, there's a, there's something about just talk. You know, one of my favorite verses is the kingdom is not a matter of talk, but of power. Mm-hmm. And one thing that the political spirit carries is this deceptive words only pandering, right? And we, we hear it. Mm-hmm. We hear every political season them talking about how is this party going to attract this group of people? How are they? Mm-hmm. You, you even hear them say, how are they going to pander to the Hispanic <laughs> vote? How are they going to p- yeah. pander to the, the black vote? What does that mean? Mm-hmm. It means they're going to tell you something that you want to hear. That's what they're that means. They're going to tickle your ears. That's it. And I feel like... Yeah. There were there was a lot of a lot within the church that was exposed this year as being panderers too, uh-huh. right? And uh-huh. so we see this this spirit of you know <laughs> we see this political spirit rise up in the church. Mm-hmm. Do mm-hmm. I think that the church should be in politics? I do personally. I think it's our I'm it's sad. our role as kingdom carriers to carry that kingdom into every sphere of influence. So I'm not saying the church shouldn't talk about politics. We're in politics. We should be in it, but we can also carry that political spirit. And it's a, it's a spirit of, of pandering, right? Pandering to a crowd and not even know it. it. Yeah. Did you have any, could could you see that within the big C church? Oh, heightened to another level this year that we've never seen before. 
brother, brother, a hundred percent, bro. Yeah. Like there, there is so much deception in that political spirit and it's sickening because I would, I'm just going out on a limb and I would say that much of church members are completely caught in that thing and don't even know yeah. it. Yeah. And it's a deceptive spirit that, that manipulates mm. and, and no, it's God good. took me, man, the Lord took me to Proverbs when all this stuff started popping off again. And, and uh, he, the verse where it's a, it's a climactic buildup of, it says six things God hates, no seven that are an abomination to him. And it's this climactic buildup from like hands that shed innocent blood, yeah. you know, a uh, lying tongue and the climactic buildup to the final thing yeah. that God hates. What is it? Yeah. Discord among uh, yeah. the brethren, yep. division, Backbiting. because yeah. Yeah, and, and the enemy has used so many different tactics throughout the decades to divide God's people. Because yep. that's how he conquers, is he divides and he conquers. And what we've seen is when the church will rise up and set the moral standard and the moral climate, so will go the government. When yep. the church is silent and says nothing and yeah. does nothing, then guess what happens? They, the political climate, the political spirit now has more influence than the church. Yeah, and it was good. never set up that way, bro. That's it good. was never God. God intended for His heavenly government to be instituted into an earthly government. It's good. And and there's a government of heaven of authority and power and dominion that God mm. has instituted into His people. That's why we need Christians in government and politics. That's right. Not politics. That's why we need Christians in government. That's good. Yep. And. And when, when the right spirit is carrying that person in government, that's when you see things happen. That's when you see abortion laws being overturned. That's when you see segregation being thrown out. That's when you see yeah. beautiful things like this, that God is still, I believe, like crossing his arms, waiting for us to do, yeah. like, when's my church going to rise up and set the climate? Yeah. And you said you want to talk about this a little bit, but this is one thing that's been yeah. on my heart, bro. Like, this is... This fires me up because so many people have the misconception about what the church's position is yes. in in yes. in this political realm. And so if we would just do, if we would take that faith walk that we spoke of earlier and not just institute it, but carry it. Because mm. when you carry yourself with faith, when you put on the full armor of God, when when you're walking in the will of God, like people have no choice but have to listen at that point because yeah you carry something that they don't know they desperately need. Yeah. And good. I, I just want to see, I want to see more of, uh, of Christian values instituted into, um, into government, uh, you know, and, and they carry this moral faith that if the world would just open up to right now, they're just so closed off. It says that, that uh, their consciences have been seared as hot as iron. Yep. So they're not even recollecting what you're saying when you bring that to them. But They'll have no choice but to hear it when you open your mouth and you speak the word of God because it is powerful and it's penetrable. That's good. And so, you know, man, I feel, yeah, I just I think that 2020, that the political climate of 2020 brought a lot of, uh, and I, this was absolutely Satan's design, but it brought a lot of Christians, kingdom people sitting on their hands waiting for something to happen. Um, I know a lot of us and me included at times got caught up in this whole QAnon, you know, all the conspiracy stuff and they'd give you a date, mm -hmm. right? Oh, everybody hang on mm -hmm. tight. November 13th, something big's going to happen. 
And so we wait and we wait for the Kraken to be released, right? <laughs> We're waiting for this thing yeah. to happen to come and save us. We're waiting for this thing to happen. We're waiting for someone else, something else. Mm -hmm. I'll even say we're waiting on God to do something, mm -hmm. right? We're waiting on mm -hmm. God like because God is what? He's in control, right? God's yes. in control. <laughs> he actually gave us authority. And there's so mm -hmm. many people that are sitting on their hands waiting for God to do something, waiting for your government mm -hmm. to do something. Man, if I could just get that stimulus check, right? Man, if, yeah. if the, if the, uh, the Senate would just vote this way, man, if, if this would just happen, everything's going to be good. He gave us authority mm -hmm. to carry the kingdom. And I feel like what this did in 2020 and people are feeling it now. They're like, Oh crap. I was deceived. I was lied yep. to yes, the sir. government's not here for me. The guy that I did mm -hmm. give my vote to is for abortion. He is for all mm -hmm. these things. And I just think it's time for us to wake up and realize that no one is going to do it for you. <laughs> like, no, no one's going to no. teach your kids the kingdom. No one's going to raise your kids the right way. No one's going to love your wife for you. No one's going mm -hmm. to, you know, make community or make unity for you. No one's going to do any of that mm -hmm. stuff. Um, so I hope it was a lesson yeah. learned by the church. Yeah, and I think a lot of it. It's good because I think a lot of it. Uh, if you look back, those things have been manufactured for us, but mm. in the wrong way. Right. It's been a mind. It's been a manipulative mindset from this power of authority of the world that has. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll give you that. All we're asking you to do is receive it. There's always something behind that. The only free gift that was ever given to us was salvation in Christ. Yeah. And it's and even still, it's still a cost to discipleship, but. The thing is, bro, God will hand you a shovel, but he's not going to dig for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll give you, he'll set you on a gold mine, bro. He'll set you five feet above a gold mine and he'll give you a shovel, but he's not going to dig for you. That's good. You're actually going to have to put some work in. Yeah. And I think that that is, that is some of uh, this exposure word that, that has come to fruition. There yeah. are people sitting and waiting. There's people in the churches like, well, you know, we're just waiting on this or we're just waiting on that. And we're just waiting on a move of God. What if you are the move of God? That's good. What if you are what, what God's waiting on? That's good. You just go. Yeah. And if it, that equipping word is huge in, in, in the culture, in our, in our ministry culture, it goes hand in hand, no matter if you're in Wichita or Dodge, yeah. we believe in equipping. We yeah. just believe it because it's the word. And yeah. so if God sends equippers and he has equipped us, now it's time for us to go equip. That's how discipleship happens, and that's how things get done. You get more people involved for the right causes instead of the wrong ones, yeah. and then you'll get the kingdom response that's desired. That's good. What is, what's the church's role? What is the <clears throat> church's role? I feel like that was, because we, we may differ on, on some of this, and I'm, I'm so freaking fine with that. I don't give a crap. Yeah. When this, yeah. When this all came out, when this whole pandemic thing started, um, my, my heart had already begun to, you know, it was kind of shifting in a different direction. Um, I felt like there was a lot of, um, there was, there was a, it was a big push for, for churches to fight and churches to, you know, do everything they can to keep their doors open. And I'm, I, I, I agree. The church has the right. It is a right to gather, to worship, mm -hmm. um, my heart was in a, a resting position already to where I was like, I'm done. I need to rest. 
with my family. That was mm-hmm. a call on mm-hmm. my life. And yeah. I feel like there's a lot of people that were probably called to that too, that maybe missed that rest. And now we're in like fight mode. Yeah. I, I, I would mm-hmm. admit that you're one of those guys for sure that it'd be mm-hmm. easy to miss that because you are such a fighter and it's you're you do fight for the right things. You fight for the good things. Um, what's the church's role, bro? Like, because I will say this, and I've said this for a while. I, I know for a fact, God didn't bring coronavirus, but he absolutely mm. will use it. He will absolutely uh-huh. use it to strengthen, to unify and to divide. I believe that he will divide the things that he wants to be divided from his body. A hundred percent. So, what do you feel like the church's role is? What's the church's mm. role in, let's just say in America, the church is a global thing, so I'm not going to limit it to America, but what's mm. in, in, in your view as a, as a minister, as a pastor, uh, has your, has your view on the church's role changed at all? Cause I don't believe that God is going to allow his body to look the same. He's not, mm. He's not going to allow the body to get back to the normal or get back to the way that it used to be. He has a desire to launch Mm. this thing into different mode. But what do you feel like personally the church's role is? Oh, man, there's so much. And it's big and broad, I know. What's that? It's big and broad, I know. I just like it is. It is. Um, I think honestly, okay, let's just go at this point in time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, obviously God's, God's will for his church has always been to grow. It's just, that's how he does it. He, he wants as many souls as he can get. And he's using his people to, to push the kingdom to do that. But I think right now where we're at, bro, I think the church's role right now is submission to him, giving our agendas back to God Mm -hmm. because we've created these agendas and you saw it, you know, in 2020 and, Even now, there's an everybody has an agenda right now. They have their own agenda, and half the people, even believers, I would say, probably a quarter of them, haven't even submitted their agenda to God to ask if this is what He wants. Yeah. And so I believe our first role right now is submission, submitting our agendas and taking His. Mm. And then I believe the second role is as He downloads revelation to us, it's going to be to continue to impact the culture. I think at large, that's the first thing I should say is the church's role is to impact the culture, to change the culture. If it's in the if it's going in the wrong direction, which dude it is. Yeah. There's nothing I can turn on TV on any news channel and be like, Oh, that was some pretty good news today. Yeah. Not one thing like five minutes. I could tell you, well, I'm done with this crap. Yeah. I'm going to go back and scroll on Facebook or Instagram or whatever. Like I have no desire and that's another thing I think that God is, is, is calling the church is have to have no desire to fit into the world. Stop yeah. trying to fit into the world and start believing that you put, you've been put on this earth to change the world. It's good. And so three, three things that just come to mind. It's almost know. like, man, until the news looks like the good news, we're not done. Right. Yeah, like that. Exactly. I, I feel like that's a, uh, that's good, man. That's good. Exactly. You personally, you personally, <laughs> where are you at with, um, how are you, how have you shifted? What's your, what's your role in your circle of influence right now? How has that changed? 
like in a more, you know, not, not grand scheme of church, but Scott Tilly, um, what are some, has God downloaded any of that stuff to you for the future that you feel like you can discuss and talk about new strategies, new, Uh new movement for you personally? Uh Uh-huh. We've talked briefly about this before. Um, and I love sharing vision with you because you always are able to add to it Mm. and not, not like this is my advice for you, but like, you really understand where my heart is. So it's fun to be able to bounce that stuff off you. And so for me personally, bro, God has got me in a, uh, a listening season. It's, it's like, Hey, I got something for you here, but if you don't sit and like, and I'm not even talking about, okay, three hours a day, God, I'm, I'm in your word. And I, it's like, no, just stop doing the thing so that you have time to listen to me. Mm. And so, for me, man, this fitness thing has really kind of taken off and I'm, you know, I'm helping people reach their goals. And, you know, my, my goal is to get paid for it, you know, soon, yeah. soon enough. But, yeah. um, I, I'm in this place where I really don't have a lot of time to do extra fluff. I just have to take care of my home and I have to take care of my body and I have to take care of the things that God has entrusted to me first. And, you know, and then he's letting me enjoy mm. the ministry side of it too. So it's like, instead of pouring 112% into one thing, he's helping me compartmentalize things where if you don't do this really well right here, then this over here is going to be lacking a little bit. Yeah. And if you don't do that really well, then you're going to have to go back and do this. So right now I'm kind of in that place where it's like, God, I don't know what exactly that you're up to. I don't have a steady streamlined prophetic vision coming to me on this, but I'm in a place where I really have to listen or, you know, I'm going to miss it. Yeah. And so that's kind of where I'm at right now, bro. Yeah. It's not a teeter totter, but it's like little bitty trust steps every, you know, all the way. And like waiting to see what's going to be revealed. Give me, that makes sense. Yeah, man. Give me a quick little pitch about fitness. Why, why is that something that you're so passionate about? Bro, I, um, the, first of all, the gym is a ministry minefield and you know me, I'm always looking at angles to like reach people, um, how, how this applies here and how, you know, and so I've been praying in. I'll say this this real quick. I have felt, I felt the Lord calling me into the gym minefield, but I'm going to, I'm going to let you keep, I'm going to let you keep your territory. So I'm staying out of it for that reason. Go ahead. (laughs) Well, come on, man. We, we need fitness warriors too. Um, (laughs) So I'm looking around the gym, bro, and I'm, and I'm analyzing. And it's funny how God will give you downloads when you just look at his people in love and you wonder what's going on. Yeah. You just want to know what's going on in their life. And he'll usually tell you. And so I'm looking at people and, I, and my first thought is, why are they here? Mm. What, what are they here for? Because there's people that are coming for, they're running from something. Mm. They're stressed out about something. They're, they just want to better their health. They want to have higher, lower blood pressure. They want to drop their cholesterol. I mean, yep. there's all these reasons that people are in the gym. But the main thing that I think that people go into the gym for is to better themselves. It's good. Just in some area of life. And so if I can line that up with, obviously I can with scripture, because I understand that we're supposed to take care of this temple that, that God has entrusted to us. Yeah. But as I'm looking around the gym and I'm analyzing people, I'm thinking to myself, you know, I could stand up on this bench and start preaching the gospel, which would be cool. And I've done it in there yeah. a time or two. And, and we've seen salvations in there. We've seen people get saved in the gym. And 
stuff like that. Um, a couple months ago, a, a, a kid got saved and gave him a Bible and I see him every day in there and it's kind of cool. But in light of that as well, you know, yeah, I preach to the masses, but okay, God, where's the one person that, that came in here because they were thinking about down in a bottle of pills last night and maybe this was their last resort. Show me that person and let me get really personal with them. And because who knows if they can get out of this funk, what they're capable of doing for mm. you, yeah. God. And simple things like that, bro, I'm just kind of analyzing. And for me, it's taken me to a complete, I mean, I've always, you know, been into, sorry, I got something going on. Here you go. I've always been into fitness for 20 years or so, but it's really become a different level in the last year. And I want to use that to glorify God. So if I'm going to be doing something that I enjoy, I might as well do it with a passion and a fervent zeal for him. Yeah. And um, there's so many, there's just so many testimonies, man, but I love it because every day I walk in there, it's, you know, yeah, some people may have masks on, some people may have masks off, but it's always a hug for me, bro. I got like 20 people yeah. that I have to greet before I even get to my workout with a hug and love you and you look good. Keep it up. You're killing it. You know, it's a place of encouragement for me. It really is a sanctuary yeah. in a sense yeah. for me. That's good, man. So it, 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 it inspires me, man, to see people reaching their goals. You know, I got people in there that aren't even believers, bro. But they come to me for advice for some reason. Mm. And it's and it's not just a, hey, how do I how do I accentuate my my deltoid? Mm. You know, it's it's there's something about and it's the spirit of God, obviously, but for, they don't know that. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. if they're drawn to the same uh, uh what's the word I'm looking for? Um they're interested in the same thing. Yeah. So God will yeah. use that to open up a, a conversation and we can talk about Jesus and talk about his, uh, his kingdom. I heard the, I heard the Lord just say, man, as you were, as you were talking that you are a finisher, you Scott God. are a finisher. And this is what I mean by that. I feel like a lot of people come to the gym because they realize that they're unfinished, right? Like for, mm. maybe for the first time. And a lot of times this happens at the end of the year, right? As the new year starts, the new year's, resolutions mm -hmm. and stuff. There's a realization that I'm unfinished. So it's a, like a level of humility wow. that they experience for yeah. the first time. And I feel like the Lord's finishing some stuff in your life. He's finishing mm. some stuff in your life, in your body, in your heart mm. so that you can bring people to a finished place because they actually realize. So they're entering your, your circle and your presence with humility, and then you're taking them to a higher level. And I think that's a beautiful thing, but the, God Praise sees God. you as a finisher in the kingdom. So mm. he absolutely wants to finish you, right? He wants to finish you wow. so that you can wow. lead people to a, to a finished place because the guy that you serve is a finished guy too, right? He's a finished guy. Yeah. I, I have it on my own. It is finished. Like good. Palestine, man. Yeah. And that is such a good word, mm. bro. I, I just, there's so many different people from different walks of life that go in there and I'm a social butterfly. That was labeled to me when I was young, like, man, you just don't know a stranger. You'll talk to anybody. And I'm like, I just find people interesting. I look at God's creations and I'm like, man, those people are really good at that. And yeah. they're really funny there. And that, you know, and so for me, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a plethora of people that guess what? There's not restrictions on the six foot rule and they're, and they're like, good. you can apply it if you want. And they, and they, they want you to, but it's like, 
nobody's going to keep somebody from bro hug in the gym. This is not going to happen. Like yeah. when I see my buddies, it's like, man, what's up? It's good to see you. You're looking good. Keep it up. And so it's just an atmosphere of, of joy. And then you got, you know, you got, you've got endorphins going and you're, yeah. and you're feeling good. And, you know, there's so many people that are in different places in life right now in that place that you carry a kingdom seed to implant to them. That's going to change where they're at. It's good. And that's just, that's just key, bro. Yeah. And, uh, I, I just want to encourage people. I'm hitting goals, but it's not good enough for me to hit goals. I want people to hit their goals. I want other people mm. to hit their goals. And it's good ministry minefield, bro. It's a ministry minefield in there. I'm telling you, give me some kind of let's, let's end with this, bro. Let's, um, give some encouragement to your, your fellow ministers as 2021 comes into play. The lessons mm-hmm. that you've learned from this last year as a man, as a husband, as a father, um, give some encouragement to, to your fellow ministers of the kingdom. Mm. You know, the first thing that comes to mind to me is uh, something that, um, that I believe, I don't know if it was Jay that said it or, or somebody, but uh, God is not in a hurry mm. right now. I, I think the more we get in a hurry, the more mistakes we make. Wow. And God is not in a hurry right now. I believe for me, it's a season of, I'm not talking about complete rest where I'm doing nothing. Obviously resting in God looks like something, mm-hmm. but just going with the flow of the river of life, bro, and yeah. not faster and not lower. And, and that river may start out. Somebody may be right now at their ankle deep. Some of y'all may be at your knees. Some of y'all may be at your, at your waist, at your hips. Some of y'all may be up to the chest. And mm. Some of y'all may be swimming in the current, just straight flowing with the kingdom of God. And that's awesome. But I think it's imperative to remember that, that every season looks different. I, I just hang on to Ecclesiastes 3 that for every see, every time there is yeah. a season. Yep. And right now, your season may look different from somebody else's season, but God will allow you from the season that you have been through to be able to help them where they're at. Mm. And so wherever you're at, pastors, ministers, preachers of the faith of Christ, man, just stay, stay in the lane that God has called you to like right now. He may change lanes in a couple of years. You don't know. I mean, you may start out in the eighth lane and next week you may be in the third lane. Third lane is the fast kid. The eighth lane is the kid with, yeah. You know, yeah. not so quick timing. Yeah. And so I'm in the eighth no lane. matter where you're <laughs> always have been. <laughs> we can get you in the fifth. We can get you in the fifth. Come get fit. <laughs> um, so I think for me, bro, everybody, man, this just kind of came to me, but I think finding your role and fine tuning your role is pivotal. Mm. It's crucial. I think about all the different body parts that the church is, made up of and bro for so many years you know pastors were trying to be a you know apostles i'm not saying you can't be no i get it you can't be you can't have a product of all five but like if you try to do something outside your role for this season it's just not going to line up for you yeah i've learned that the hard way and really resting in the lord and, and remembering his promises i that's huge to me like Remember the promises spoken over you from the Lord. Like yeah. that is crucial because you can get to a place where 
you're so just downtrodden and feeling cast out. And a lot of pastors will, will personally seclude themselves so they don't get spiritual germs. And they'll call it, well, I'm, I, I'm, I'm submitting my time to the Lord. Well, maybe, but you're also not tending yeah. to the people that really need you in this season. And the people that really need me in this season, bro, yeah. are the blonde that I'm married to, the mm-hmm. little blonde that we created together that God gave us, and the yeah. 14-year-old curly-haired kid, you know, <laughs> yeah. that God gave me too. And and for me, just taking that step back and going, okay, let's evaluate. Even if I have to write it down, let's evaluate the five most important things in my life. Am I doing those well? Am I doing one well? Because one's going to affect two. Mm. Two's going to affect three. Three's going to affect four and so on. And if before God gives me the next five, I probably better do those five pretty well. That's good. And uh, being faithful in little will be given much more. And so, man, my encouragement to you is to keep going, keep believing, keep keep knowing that that God wants you to fulfill your goals, not just to send you on a mission and say good luck, but to co-mission with you to fulfill the goals that He's placed in your heart, and to just submit to Him, man, in every single way imaginable. Submit to the Lord, and it's good. That's basically all I got, bro. That's good. Bro, I love you so much, man. I love you too, I man. Do. I love you too. It's been kind of it's kind of a cool for those people that are listening to this. Scotty was on the <clears throat> first 15 to 20 episodes of this puppy and we uh mm-hmm. started this thing together, man. So it's nice to it's nice to circle back around and just see how much you've grown up. Just seeing how much you've, <laughs> you've grown up in the Lord. Look at them cheeks. Look at them Look cheeks. At them Look cheeks. at that beard. You didn't have that beard when we started. <laughs> I love you, dude. Very much. Uh, I love you, too. I'm proud brother. of you. I'm proud of you. I'm proud to be. Me, too, with you. I'm proud to be running in lane eight with you. <laughs> am, I, am I pulling you along? See, this <laughs> is the way it is. And, like, if we were in the 200, lane two, no. Lane eight's further up, further ahead, right? It, it's the one that starts. Yeah. If we start, start on the curve, out. I'm I'm way on. Yeah. See, so I'm I started off. I have a head start. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're soon to blow by me though, <laughs> Mister. You ran the 200, didn't you? In high school. What's that? Didn't you I run did. the 200? I yeah. did. I... What'd you run it in? Uh, my fastest was 22.6. Pretty fast. Yeah, it was uh, it was a good time. I, I I relied too much on uh, talent, dude. I didn't spend nearly enough time in the weight room then. Yeah, you you look back, you know, you're like, man, if I would have just committed, not chased girls, and not done this and not done See, that, now you're, make time. Now you'd just... be too top heavy for that 200. You'd be <laughs> all bulked up. I don't know. We'll yeah. see. I might have to run it backwards. Do it. Do it. <laughs> I love you. Love you too, bud. Be blessed in this season, man. You too, my guy. Okay. Tell everybody hi for me. Yep, you do the same, brother. All right. Peace. Yeah.